Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast. Let's dive right in. Remember last summer, on a loop, the mainstream media, because I'll never forget it, playing the video of the white father being dragged out of a Virginia school board meeting in handcuffs, acting violently. He had to be subdued. Republicans, conservatives were out of control. Insane, they told us. All the mainstream media was running that clip over and over and over again that summer. As we learned that the FBI, no less than the FBI, had become involved because, man, these GOP parents are so nuts. And they're at these school boards, man. They're speaking out against transgender indoctrination and grooming and masks and COVID protocols. They're just plumb nuts. So nuts, the FBI needs to be sicked on them. And then we would find out the FBI was actually investigating parents, not those who'd, you know, threatened anybody. We couldn't find anybody like that, but those who were saying mean and nasty things during the comments section. Doesn't get more American than that. Parents have been saying mean and nasty things during the comment sections of local board meetings for a long time. But suddenly it rose to the three alarm fire level. By God, the FBI had to get involved. Look at this father. Has to be subdued, wrestled to the floor by police. The GOP was out of control. But the thing about that clip they played over and over and over again, even on Fox News, was that there was never any audio to it. The audio had been stripped. We now know why the audio was stripped. Because the father in question was screaming about his daughter being raped. That had been pretty compelling to most viewers. Might have explained why he was so out of control. Instead, we were told it was white parents, white supremacy. There was connections to QAnon and white supremacy. It was all a lie. Well, as it turned out, that father was forcibly removed from the school board meeting because he had come to it to confront, perfectly legally, the superintendent of schools because his daughter had been raped in a bathroom of Loudoun County schools by a boy in a skirt who was allowed to use that bathroom, not just raped, but forcibly, violently sodomized. You can see why at all the mainstream media outlets they stripped the audio off that. 
Well, the superintendent denied it, said no such thing had ever happened from the podium. And they had the dad thrown out. That pushed dad over the edge. He resisted. Can't say as I blame him. Well, this week, those same mainstream media outlets that ran that clip of the struggling father resisting the police over and over and over. Yeah, they weren't so eager to follow up. Many entirely blacked out the story of the superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools being fired after his indictment for his involvement in covering up that rape. The one he denied ever happening. And his school information officer also indicted. They're going to be tried on a slew of criminal charges. The FBI had to pretty quickly figure this out, but they were never interested. Nope, that was left to State Attorney General Jason Miares. Even the local prosecutor in Loudoun County, which is blue, wasn't interested in protecting girls from rape. It would turn out that what the superintendent did was horrific. Quietly transferring this boy to another school after the May rape, where guess what? He did it again. And here's the full horror of it. At the time, the boy in the skirt was hanging out in the girls' bathroom committing sodomy. The gender policy, the bathroom gender policy of the Loudoun County schools wasn't formally adopted. It was kind of wink, wink, nod, nod. And the individual schools had been largely letting the boys use the girls' room if that was their identified gender. Well, the rape was hushed up. And within weeks, the policy was formally adopted. That's what dad was screaming about. The fact that the superintendent had hidden the rape so that this transgender bathroom use policy could go forward. We'd later find out that the FBI had tagged these parents with counter-terror tags and was surveilling them across the country thanks to a whistleblower working with Representative Jim Jordan. What is this? An outrage and exactly how the left would run our schools nationwide if they ever got total power at the federal level. All this would be mandatory. But what else is it? A study in propaganda. The way they literally alter the reality, the psyche of the American people. The way they strip the volume out so you can't hear dad screaming about a rape. Something most people who saw the uncut video would have immediately gone and Google. They'd have been curious, rape in the bathroom? What's he talking about? Insane thing number two, the Twitter files. You've probably heard about them by now. I'd put this story as one of the top five biggest stories ever in U.S. history about our government. I can't think of anything bigger. It dwarfs Watergate. It's at least number one, if not number two. Federal agencies silencing tens of millions of people taking down over 40 million posts and that was just on Twitter, it's shocking. But even more shocking is that if you watch the mainstream media, you have no idea that it happened. It's a level of bias and blackout so blatant, they're literally stealing history from Americans in real time. So it was good to see CNN go first, finally admitting it even happened. Meaning that if you read the Washington Post, the New York Times, or get your news from ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, or, you know, sharing clicks, hits on their work, you have no idea the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security had backdoors in the CDC where they could just go in and mark posts for deletion that they took down tens of millions of them. It's truly shocking. 
The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security even going so far as to censor news of Biden's disastrous Afghan withdrawal simply because it made Biden look bad. Well, CNN finally had the temerity to cover it. They didn't make it two minutes in before they just flat out lied. The story, they said, just wasn't that big of a deal. It just showed Twitter struggling internally to make moderation decisions on the fly during a highly contested election. Wasn't any big deal. Oh, and Elon Musk, yeah, he kind of lied when he said that the feds were involved in the censorship. They weren't. And CNN wanted to be really clear about that. And that even Matt Taibbi, the reporter who broke it for Musk, who Musk gave the Twitter files to, even Matt Taibbi said there's no evidence of federal involvement on Biden's behalf to censor anyone. Here's correspondent Oliver Darcy telling that jaw-dropping lie yesterday. I thought what was really noteworthy was that Elon Musk's handpicked reporter, Matt Taibbi, said that there was no evidence of government involvement in trying to suppress uh, this story. And that was a big claim that Elon Musk had made earlier when he was hyping these Twitter files. I think that's very important to point Mm -hmm, out here. mm -hmm. Sure enough, by this morning, my liberal trolls were all over the place because CNN repeated that lie multiple times. We're all over my Twitter feed correcting me. There's no federal involvement. That's disinformation. It's fake news. Why even Matt Taibbi admits there's no federal weight. What did Matt Taibbi just say in an interview? Oh, the same thing he's been tweeting. Had anybody at CNN bothered to check his feed? It's really public and highly available on Twitter. I think a lot of people have questions. How involved is the government in uh, monitoring and censoring the speech of ordinary people? What we've seen so far already, and we have definite conclusive proof of, is that there are lots and lots of reports where we see Twitter executives saying things like DHS flag this, the FBI flag this, um, and then they have, there's there's a whole thread where they decide what to do about it. Do we remove it? Do we put a label on it? Uh, so there's tons of that stuff where they're clearly getting uh, communications from the FBI. We also know that they have meetings, not just with the FBI, uh, and the DHS, but also a surprise was the office of the. De- Sorry, that part got cut off. The officer of the director of national intelligence, the highest ranking intel official in the country. This was an astonishing lie from CNN, jaw dropping in its audacity, because this is so easy to check. Why, just last week, the very FBI agent who met with Twitter and Facebook was forced to testify, he was subpoenaed in a federal court case. The attorneys general of two states um, are suing the federal government to stop the censorship. The FBI agent's name's Elvis Chan. We've detailed what he said here, um, but he admitted to doing this, admitted to meeting with them about censorship. But if that wasn't enough, I would refer you to the Mark Zuckerberg interview with only the world's foremost podcaster by hits. Joe Rogan, and none other than Mark Zuckerberg himself, where he said, yeah, the FBI is telling us we need to go ahead and censor this thing that's coming out. I mean, dear God, how do you lie like that? But the reason I bring this up is twofold. It shows their absolute desperation. And it's exhibit A about why they're so afraid of Twitter, because their model lie for the Democrat Party, make up narratives, which are just lies, 
ram them down people's throats from the comfort of your office, knowing full well that the truth or any counter narrative or conspiracy, as they now call the truth, will simply be censored on Twitter. It's not going to work. Their business model is a dinosaur. It's going to die in a free speech atmosphere. It shows perfectly how when you have a platform like Twitter, and these stories were broken in tweets on Twitter by Matt Taibbi and other reporters, when you have that free speech platform, they just can't compete with it. Their business model of lies just won't work. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If government censorship of millions on social media is one of the top five stories in U.S. history, and I believe it is, this one's got to be right up there, too. We got another little piece of it. It's got to be top five. The absolute homicidal, genocidal behavior of our health industry, of our health agencies, trying to force Americans on pain of losing their job to take a shot that it turns out they knew didn't work to stop the spread and hid that information. And we're now finding a shot they knew was horrifically dangerous, including to pregnant women and children. They hid the information while pounding again and again and again that these groups should get the shot. A shocking drop this week on that from Judicial Watch. They started suing the federal government, the FDA, the CDC, Moderna, and Pfizer for their internal information on the shot. Back in June 2021, they first leveled the FOIA request and lawsuit. Well, the FDA, CDC, Moderna all ignored it, just gaffed it off. After that, even after that, they advised pregnant women to get the shot. Well, a judge finally just ordered Moderna and the FDA to turn the documents over. And what's in them is horrific. Clinical trial data from Moderna on the shot that it gave to the FDA and both organizations then not only hid, but went to court to fight the FOIA lawsuit showed that when mRNA vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccine was given to pregnant rats, it resulted in statistically significant deformities and deaths of baby rats from skeletal deformation after their mothers were injected with the vaccine. Yet horrifically, as recent as October of this year, the CDC, which also was given the documents, said COVID-19 vaccines were recommended for people six months and older, including pregnant and nursing mothers and women trying to become pregnant. Think about that. At the set for your request that the requester was entitled to under for federal law and they're in court fighting against disclosing this information, knowing full well the damage it potentially does to babies. They're literally making recommendations that you get this injection when you're pregnant. Are they homicidal? Just pure evil? Similar data on child deaths, infant deaths, maternal deaths, 
deformations and other problems with the COVID vaccine was also hidden by Pfizer, you'll remember. We know that because a high corporate level whistleblower who was coordinating these studies for Pfizer got the data and turned whistleblower, turning it over to the British Medical Journal. That was more than a year ago. And what Pfizer would do as they'd have these findings in their trials on humans was simply toss the cases out and declare all was safe. By the way, the FDA had that data too. How'd they all resolve it? They just ignored it. Yep, got so bad that Facebook took the account for a time of the British Medical Journal, one of the five foremost on earth because they had printed these documents. Keep in mind, folks, this wasn't just a government that knew how dangerous this was. This was a government where the heads of the FDA, the CDC, Joe Biden went out and threatened people to the point of losing their jobs, that they would have to get this shot they damn well knew was dangerous, at least our health agencies did, or they'd lose their jobs. Folks, I got hundreds of emails just from our area of people making this agonizing decision, and several of them were pregnant women. This literally forced pregnant women to choose, they didn't know it at the time, between poisoning or killing their babies or losing their job and their health insurance. Only a stone-cold evil government would do that. And the question remains, why? It can only be one of two things. Either these people are so bought and owned by Pfizer's money that they'll do anything to know that once they leave the FDA or the CDC, they're going to have a cushy job provided by Pfizer, or they're just homicidal. The folks on the internet who think this is about population control are right. I can't conclude that because I've never seen any evidence of it. I can only go on the facts, but I can tell you this. It's got to be one of those two things, and neither is good. Insane thing number four. This was clearly the week that telling the truth about the economy was greenlighted by the world's foremost globalists. Before now, the approved talking point used across most of the financial networks, ABC, NBC, CNBC, CNN Business, Fox Business, was that a recession would be short and shallow, if it happened at all. This was the week they began telling you the truth. I said they'd do it after the election. I was waiting for it to start in earnest, and it did. BlackRock, the liberal alpha and omega, the creator of ESG scores, went first. Fessing up, warning in a prediction, that a recession like no other would impact the financial world, dude. And that this time, central banks wouldn't be able to team inflation. This time, there'd be a period of market turbulence. In fact, the last four-decade era of stable growth and inflation would be gone over. And we'd enter a period of what they call heightened instability and a new regime of increased unpredictability, which they say is here to stay. On the media financial network channels, when it's finally okay to tell the truth, there's always one signal. I've been telling you this for years. They trot out Muhammad Al-Aryan, and he says it. He's usually six to eight months behind the actual story. He's not telling you to tell you the truth or alert you to something. He's saying it to let the others know it is now permissible to say it, that, you know, the Democrats won't sick the SEC on you for telling the truth. Muhammad Al-Aryan said those who've been telling you 
that this recession that's coming will be short and shallow? Well, I'll let him finish it. This is what he said on CNBC. It's very hard to assert that it will be short and shallow. Those who are saying it will be short and shallow with confidence are falling into the same trap as they did with transitory inflation, trying to make bad news good news. So I tell you, we're going into recession. Say, oh, don't worry. It's short and shallow. We don't know. And we've got to be very careful. But the main- Yep. First BlackRock, then Muhammad Al-Aryan. It's on. So they're going to gradually ease the public into the idea of a recession that won't be very mild. Says who? One of the few I trust because his track record is absolutely perfect over the last couple of years, even though he's a Democrat or he was. Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary, the one who begged the Democrats not to print and spend $8 trillion uh, because it would cause economy wrecking inflation. Yeah, he was back saying the same thing by the end of the week. Nope, this recession, not going to be mild. Not at all. Oh, and Larry very helpfully blamed the Democrats printing and spending. Given all the stimulus that was provided to the economy in 2021, my guess is that we'll have a recession, that it will be a it will not be an especially mild recession. Oh, and to combat the inflation caused by the Democrats printing and borrowing eight trillion dollars in just two years yes we did it under trump and yes we probably shouldn't have done it but trump left us with 1.2 percent inflation why because he printed right up to the level of what you could um without going beyond the usual level that's why summers was not screaming when trump was printing the money and the democrat controlled congress was improving was approving it we could Um, afford it without breaking our backs financially. I don't support it, but we could do it. What Joe was proposing was way beyond that. That's why we are where we are. So how do you fix it? Well, Larry Summers saying the same thing as Bank of America. Yep, the Bank of America CEO said this week, we'd have to lose 2 million jobs and he fully expects we will. It's going to be a jobs bloodbath. In other words, Larry Summers said it a different way. Basically, that the Fed's going to have to continue to hike rates, as it announced it was doing this week, until we, you know, probably pretty much double the unemployment rate. Wait, it's at about three right now. Yeah, so we'd have to go to six. Yeah, it's the same thing Bank of America saying. It's about two million jobs. They got to go. What's the crude calculation behind this? If you make enough Americans poor, they won't be able to buy stuff. And the best way to do that, take their jobs by um, taking away businesses' ability to get the fuel they run on. Uh, Low interest rate credit. So they're deliberately getting people fired so as to pay for the Democrats' printing, both in the past and the printing they want to do in the future. Here's Larry Summers crudely explaining this. It uh, It is really quite unlikely that we will successfully contain inflation with unemployment only reaching 4.6%. It's conceivable, but it would very much not be my expectation. It would be the optimistic end of the range of possibilities. I think it's much more likely that if we're doing enough to contain inflation, unemployment will rise more than that. Battleground America with 
Terrace Herbaceous. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.